0: Welcome to the Vector Accelerator Podcast, where we delve into the profound journey of veterans navigating the transition from military service to civilian life. Join us as we explore the challenges faced and the critical question for clarity in identity, purpose, and community beyond the uniform. I'm your co-host, Michael Halterman. My friends call me Halty, and I hope you will too. I spent about 20 years in the United States Marine Corps. First 10 years as an infantryman and the second 10 years in special operations. The best version of me is always in service to others. I'm joined by my co
1: host, Joe Lara. You know, I joined the Navy to serve four years thinking that was going to be it, but that quickly turned into 24 and it flew by. Today, the best version of me is serving and hustling for others so that they can find clarity. And Halty and I, we're here together and we hope. That you can find the best version of you. Joe and I have special guest Bruce Thompson, MBA.
0: Bruce did more than 20 years in the United States Marine Corps, but wanted to go to 30 until his health had other plans and he needs to retire from military service. Bruce talks openly about how hard his personal transition was, how to dream big and not self limit, and why connecting with others is so important. If you are watching this as part of the Vector course, you can also watch it again on the Vector Accelerator YouTube channel. Please consider liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel to help us continue to deliver meaningful content that helps all veterans find clarity and purpose in their transition. And now our conversation with Bruce. Welcome, Bruce.
2: Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing today?
0: Bruce is a Marine Corps veteran, a long-standing military community advocate and mentor. We are very excited to have him on the show today. We will start off as we always do with an introspective exercise. And so, the introspective exercise is really a phrase, and then we want you to complete the phrase. I'll go first. That'll let Bruce build a little bit of time about his thoughts, and then Joe will go, and then uh, Bruce will we'll see what your thoughts are. So here's the phrase. I want to say this in 20 years about my life or my family or my career. And so the first thing is, is I was reading that and I'll let you both kind of, uh, think on it a little bit as I was thinking about that and digesting it. Um, I want to be able to say in 20 years that I did as much for others as possible. Um, and maybe, maybe even be so bold as to be able to say, I served as many people as possible. So that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now and I feel love like it. that's the direction I'm supposed to be going. Joe, what yeah, are your thoughts?
1: Oh man, it's it, it's music to my ears, man. Like I love hearing people that are outward thinking. Um it's the same thing, it's about impact. And I think when I think of impact, it's uh also tied to just nothing earth-shattering. It doesn't have to be like, you know, millions of lives were changed kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. people felt good, people felt um, mm. that that something positive about you know that I was able to contribute to them in some way or another, so it's it's being able to reach as many lives as possible,
3: yeah,
2: mm.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I uh I'm right there with you guys. Uh, I think for me, you know, in 20 years, I want to be able to come back and say, you know, I had a life that was impactful on others, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of a that sports guys so we'll talk about, you know, you have the coaching trees. I want to be able to come back and look in 20 years and know that I help people with their military transition, with their uh, life choice, whatever happened to be impactful enough that they went on to be great and, and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, look, you know, I worked with, with X and X went and did wow. And then, you know, X helped Y and Y helped Z. And we just yeah. look at it and it's like that lineage of let my impact be measured not only by the direct person I helped, but by the people that my direct person helped. Mm. And let's just, you know, grow. And, and, you know, it's it's the multiplication of if I help one and that one helps another, I help two. And, and as we keep doing it, if they keep doing it, uh, I, I think that would be just... Uh, an amazing thing to be able to look back and say, look, I did that. Do you remember that,
1: that poem, uh, the Navy poem, the watch, which is usually oh. read on retirement, military retirements. If if you're anybody, if you're mm-hmm. in the army, sorry, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the watch, but it's, <laughs> but it's, but you know, but it's a poem that's usually read at a, at a retirement ceremony for the Navy. A lot of pompous circumstance. It's mm-hmm. the watch it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's basically to your point, Bruce, Hey, like, um, the people that you've trained, the people that you've dealt, developed, like you can go home now and rest assured. Like we got it. Everybody you've poured into everybody mm-hmm. you've developed. We got it. And I think for a lot of us, man, it, it's a continuation of that. Like, I think that's the best parts of our careers and our past. Like while that career ends and a new chapter begins, we want to pull that stuff forward.
2: Yeah. It's, that's a great way to do it. And, you know, for those who haven't heard the watch, um, and it's amazing because usually it's done with the flag folding um, mm-hmm. and each fold has, you know, a meeting and a step. And again, when done to the utmost and, and we give it that, you know, full pomp and circumstance and just like, wow, <laughs> man, it, you, you don't have a dry eye going because there's some people that are just incredible with it. So definitely you know, hey, go, go out and you know, check that out on YouTube and you'll see a couple of them and you'll be like, damn, like that that means everything. Yeah.
1: Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So this chapter, it, uh, I, I really love this chapter. I, I think a lot of the the curriculum, we designed it in such a way where it builds. Um, we, we've said this in the past, maybe you've heard us say crawl, walk, run, um, just introduction to simple things to answer in the journaling process. If you're new to journaling, simple questions that kind of get you started but it's ultimately kind of aiming towards this one really fun part because transition is daunting. It's full of anxiety, but in the middle of of this program, we're asking you to dream now. And, and so that's really what, what this chapter is about. And so dreams and aspirations. And so, you know, considering the emphasis of figuring out what, you know, what do you, what do you dream about? Uh, What are your ambitions? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? And we're talking like big aspirations. Um, you know, do you, do you mind sharing maybe a personal experience of taking time to identify your passions and strengths and, and, um, and maybe some of your dreams and, uh, and, and how those dreams sort of help shape maybe your path moving into the civilian life?
2: So I, I'll, I'll tell you, it it was a really rough transition for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and I know we'll get into that you know, later on with the question, but um, I didn't have the answers. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, there's two questions that you, you have to be able to answer to really move forward and have that successful transition uh, kind of experience. You know, and one, who are you outside of the uniform? And two, what do you want to do next? Yeah. Man, I did not answer those for quite a while. Um, and people might might look and say, "Yeah, that seems simple." It is when you hear it, but when you actually work it, man, that's that's a daunting thing. Um, and so you know, I I found my passion, my purpose is to help others not go through this, uh, you know, really bad transition process that I went through. Uh, it took me almost a year. So you know, as I can look back now after. Uh, Eight years of taking off the uniform, you know, passion and purpose is to help others, you know, find their greatness, to help others, you know, understand uh, what it means to transition from the military, to find yourself, to go be the best you can be. And and that's probably as close as you're going to get me to say anything about the Army is is that slip up I just had there. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But... But no it's, it's we, we do something so so long, and then all of a sudden you you get thrown into this new world, and it's the what what you grasp onto and what is it that, that pulls you in this direction or that direction. Uh, so I, I'm a big believer that uh, I am where I'm at because i was supposed to be here. Uh, mm. you know that rough year, I was supposed to go through that. Because it, it helped form me and helped shift and shape me to understand, you know, the struggles that many face. But we also have to remember there's people who get out and have no problems. They're day one killing it. So, yeah. you know, we, we hear about the struggles because, you know, that's what we, we all focus to try to help. But there's people out there who who knew what they wanted to do before they get out and they jumped into it and are just, wow, uh, setting the tone for people. So we got to make sure we talk both sides of it of the process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that, you know, not not all transitions are easy. Um, some are tough uh, and sharing that yours was tough. And as you as you think about, as you look back now and you think about what is what is the absolute, you know, the, the, the possible that you could have done, right? And so what we're asking the fellow or the, the individuals, the students coming through the course is... Really open up your aperture, and don't don't limit yourself. Don't inhibit yourself by saying, "Oh, I I could never be at that company." I mean, I don't have a degree, or I couldn't be there because, well, I don't have an experience in X. You know, as you've worked with a lot of veterans now, really letting them not you know sell themselves short or undersell that they could learn to get to the next thing is really what we're looking at in this chapter, and so. As you, you know, your experiences were working with other veterans. How have you seen that kind of help them develop into, oh, wait, maybe I could be at Google or I could be at, you know, in sports professionally, maybe as a coach, though, or maybe as a in another capacity. Have you seen that happen?
2: Yeah. And I I look at everybody and we have this kind of conversation. It's like, I can't do that.
3: And I ask, well, Mm. why?
2: I mean, you know, I, I joined the Marine Corps. You know, sign my, my contract in the beginning of my uh, senior year of high school. You know, what people told me, you won't make it through boot campus. The toughest boot camp is this, it's that. And you go through it and you accomplish it. And then you're like, oh, well, you can't do this or you can't do that. Man, I love it when people say, I can't do something. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, now I have a new goal. My goal is to prove you wrong, is to prove I can do it. And if we look at, you know, everyone, we all go through this, you know, you can't be done until someone does it. You know, well, I could never work at X, Y, or Z company. Why not? And I tell people all the time, do you even want to work there? Just because you
3: mm-hmm.
2: someone says you can't, is it the right place for you? And, you know, we hear people talk about, you know, the, the Fortune 500 and everybody wants to go work for them. I'm like, well, do you? Do you want to break out and be an entrepreneur? Do you want to go and work for that midsize? Do you want to be in a nonprofit? You have to understand, who are you? And, and those are those things where, you know, I'll tell people all the time. I know a lot of guys and gals that probably didn't have the highest, you know, GT scores, you know, or IQ scores that are out there running amazing companies that are doing things that people You told them a million times they couldn't do.
3: Mm.
2: Well, they didn't listen to the naysayers and they said, let me take this in pieces and I'll, I'll bite off this piece. Once I accomplish that one, now here's the next step. And if we look at a goal and you say, well, you know, in five years, I want to be doing this. Well, if all you look at is in five years, I want to be, you know, the CEO of X company, you're probably going to fail at that because you're looking at the end. And we can go back, and if you're a Franklin Covey person, you know, you know, begin with the end in mind, but break it down into sections so you understand, I can't eat it all at one time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but piece by piece, I can finish the
1: job. Yeah, you you bring up some great points, so many good points there. Um, th- there's definitely some noise for some that sounds like you can't do this, you can't do that, which comes from external, you know, uh, uh parts of our life but even for the individual there's there's some even doubt and um or the naysayers internal and it's saying uh you know for joe you can't do this you you, you've been doing the military thing you're going to have to start over from scratch all your competition all the civilians have been doing that thing forever there's no way you can get into disney there's no way you can get name the company name name the, the the thing and so that's also happening inside and so there's, there's definitely some work, and, and I, I really do appreciate, Bruce, you sharing how you know, it was difficult for you. I, I can't tell how many times I've heard that story from many veterans, and there's hundreds, thousands of veterans that are, that are stuck, some of it from external naysaying and some of it from internal. Um, and so I think this chapter is so important because to Halty's point, it's about the what if. It's about possibilities. It's about opening up the aperture. And that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Um, Because there's probably some obvious choices that make sense to, you know, get a career if if you want to get a career. But, you know, we're asking you to really dream and open up the aperture. And one place to do that or one way to start, you know, in our coursework, we talk, we ask you some questions, questions like, what what are you most interested in? I remember working with an individual uh, one-on-one going through these questions, doing some self-reflection, then asking them hey, I'm not even sure how to dream. Like, I've never really dreamt. I've only just executed the mission. I've only done what I was told. Uh, went to the orders I was given and then just made the best of what I could do there. And they started asking me, well, do you like music? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, do you like instruments? Like, there's Taylor Guitars here in San Diego. They're a company. They make stuff. And uh, do you like tennis shoes? I'm like, and I, and I just started thinking about all these questions he was asking me. Like, what am I interested in? Huh, I never thought about that. Like those are things, those are products, those are businesses. It was kind of like a dumb moment, you know, I can't believe that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, have you Bruce, if you've helped people, um, what have you learned helps draw out from folks, from veterans, you know, opening up the aperture, if you will. Like, like mm-hmm. do you have a method, do you have a process, or do you have a story maybe you like to share of
2: maybe witnessing well, so, that in others? It's one of the first things I tell uh, individuals it's just because that's what you did in the military is not what you have to do the rest of your life. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have those blinders and says, I was a great mechanic. I was a great, you know, you know, ordnance guy or gal, or I was a pilot, or I was aircraft mechanic. And you're like, That was great. Did you enjoy it? They're like, mm. Well, no. And, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I did maintenance I management yeah. from yeah. from you know, rolling stock to ordnance to elect. I was damn good at it. Man, I don't have anything to do with that. You know, it was like, you know, run away from it. And those were I tell people all the time is, you know, passion and purpose will open up the doors to the things that you want to do, Hmm. you know, and great advice. And sometimes that hits right off the bat and people understand they know it. Others, hey, you might have to go through that. Hey, this is the job I took to pay the bills. And then I tell people, it's okay. We all have to pay the bills at some point. But that shouldn't be the, because you got started there, you just feel like you're stuck. It's some people, as I said, know what they want to do before they get out. And they're on that path and they've got the goals and and they're working towards it. Some people aren't sure. So one of those things you have to do is try different things. Put Mm. yourself in an uncomfortable situation. You know, bet on yourself. Go and find out if you like it or you don't like it. Uh, and I get people, it's like, you know, I, as we talk sports, I love sports. You know, I get people like, what's your dream job? I'm like, point guard for the Lakers. And people are like, no, but seriously, I'm like, well, you said dream job. I'm like, come on now. I'm like, I'm, I'm 5'11", you know, no no athletic ability whatsoever, but you said dream job. Uh, so I know that's not going to be a real thing for me.
1: Fair.
2: But it doesn't mean I can't work in the sports entertainment world exactly i can't go find uh a role for me here or there Mm -hmm. and and again that's what people have to understand is everybody tells you you can't do something or it can't be done until someone does it Mm -hmm. you know we can go back out and talk about you know the the four minute mile can never be done Mm -hmm. and then it was done and everybody's like oh yeah that's world-class athletes, that's not a big deal whatsoever. You know, people talk about, you know, a 40 time or people talk about, you know, the invention or starting your own business and how all this works. And it's like, no, these are impossible. Well, everything's impossible until someone does it. Yeah. So don't let, you know, yourself, and that's a lot of problems we have, is we, we, in the service, we kind of get conditioned to, this is the process and the programs and, we we do things in X manner, and then you get out, and that's kind of all blown up where those those SOPs and restrictions aren't there, and you can be free minded and you can kind of go here, here, and here. And our service gives us a a wonderful uh, foundation. But once you have that foundation, man, can you do amazing things? You just got to find the right uh, partners, the right you know champions for you. And one of the best things to do is have as many informational interviews as possible. Hmm. Talk to people that have been there and done it, and will tell you their story. And you're going to, you know, just like anything, you're like, man, that's awesome. Or you're like, yeah, I I don't like that. Have the conversations. It will help you figure out, you know, one, what you really want to do. Two lessons learned so you don't make the same mistakes that everybody else has made. And that'll that'll make that process a lot smoother for you. So that's where I tell people, you know, don't be restricted by your, uh, your MOS, your rating, your armed forces code, and have conversations so you can actually learn. There's jobs out, out here that, man, you would have told me when I was like in high school that I could be a, a paid to play video games. Man, sign <laughs> me up. Yeah, nowadays <laughs> I, I'm... You know, I'm not smart enough to keep up with all the different games and, and all that. But, you know, there's they're just amazing things you can do. Talk about, you know, we talk about music. How many people, you know, can can mix things on their computer um, that never was possible before? And all of a sudden it's there. You know, podcasts, you know, TV shows, you know, radio, all, all these different things. We used to think, you know, you had to know someone who knew someone who knew someone. And now you had a great idea. You hop on there, you start having it. Next thing you know, you know, you're, you're out there. People are like, wow, like, look how many streamers and listeners and viewers I have of this. It's because the right message was hit. You know, you, you hit that topic that people just wanted to hear about. So those are those things where we can't limit ourselves to, to what we think we can do. You know, we got to push our uh, the envelope. And, um, what can we achieve? Not just you know, push past some of the, the noise, the naysayers, and especially when we're the naysayers, we have to get over ourselves.
3: Yeah,
0: you talked a little bit about uh, informational interviews. Can you expand on that? How many should I do? When should I start doing it? Who should I talk to? Is there anybody I can or I can't reach out to?
2: So, um, you should have as many as possible. Mm-hmm. and you should start today. Um, go. it as everything, you know, we we can come back and say, you know, I have to do, you know, I have to get this far. Well, if you have to get this far, you can't do that today. But mm-hmm. today I can get this far. And then I can go this far. So as, as sooner you start, the sooner you're taking those chunks. Uh, ask for who you should talk to. Say you want to get a job in cybersecurity.
3: Mhm.
2: Well, talk to people that are in cybersecurity. Um, You can go back to and there's different mentorship platforms. Uh, I'm a fan of Veterati, American Corporate Partners, and these are mentorship ideas where you can find people that are saying, "Hey, I'm open to conversation. Let's let's talk." You can go on LinkedIn. You can go on Instagram or Twitter uh, or X, you know, however you want to you know call it, and you can find people that this is what they talk about. Reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they say no. Maybe they say yes. Again, you're going to hear no way more than you hear yes. But when you get those yeses, take advantage of them. Have those conversations. Yeah. Have you know, five or six questions in mind. And Be most ready, of the questions sure. are ask ask something to let someone tell you how they got to where they are, how they were successful. What were the things that they wish they would have known what are some of those things that made them successful what are those things that you know, they learned the hard way and let them talk about it because there's nothing better than you know, insider information, industry mm-hmm. insights. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I don't want to have anything to do with banking. I had a conversation the other day with someone who's running a military and veterans program at a top you know, financial institute. It was a great conversation. You know, once we took it he's like, hey, I'm not looking for a job to get in here. I'm having a conversation for you more the HR aspect. And it was like, oh, okay. And we had that conversation for 40 minutes. And this is one of those like, wow, guys, who's who's got there, who's made it. And this is like his fourth different large, you know, career. Mm-hmm. And, and he's out there giving me 40 minutes of his time um, because someone introduced us on LinkedIn. Have those conversations. Conversations matter. Conversations open doors. And you don't have to have, you know, five hours of conversations. Like I said, have those about five to six questions. Have them be open-ended where the individual gets to talk about their processes, their experiences, and have your notepad ready. You know, those are how you get started. And, again, don't be, um, you know, deterred because someone says no. All right, right. hey. You know, if they respond to you and say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I really don't have time right now," you know, thank them for replying back. If they don't reply, don't pester them. Move on to the next one. You know, this is where we go. Uh, but yeah, have them uh, as many as you can. Have them often. I, I tell people schedule, you know, two or three a week. And once you have a conversation, say, you know, I reach out and and I have a conversation with Joe. When we get done, hey Joe. I really appreciate this. Who's like one or two people you think I should talk to next? Yeah. And Joe's probably just like, oh, well, let me introduce you too. And yeah. so there you get that warm handoff. So when you get a referral, whether it's for a conversation, for a interview, for a position, it makes a, a door open a little bit wider for you and people are more receptive to that. So have those conversations, build that network.
1: Yeah, that's, man, I hope. Those that are listening to this podcast they've most likely hopefully went through the the first few chapters leading up to this one and they're hearing some recurring themes and what's awesome is you're just driving home some really important points connection to others like you can you can google search all you want you can look up indeed uh, LinkedIn jobs there's all kinds of opportunities out there if you want to go the career path right Maybe some of you are listening yeah. and you're like, and you don't want to get a job right away. You want to go to academia and you're trying to pay a school. What, whatever it is you think you want to do, or maybe you're just in pure discovery mode because you're not quite sure, conversations is a great thing to do. And, and I love hearing you say and emphasize, Bruce, to be prepared, take notes, um, ask good questions. And then one thing I want to add too is part of the work that we've asked you to do up until this chapter is get an inventory of yourself and your strengths and your values so just like you said earlier bruce like whatever you did before if you were a mechanic what aspects of the job did you love maybe maybe you were a really good project manager or program manager maybe you were very you know um um, sorry like organized or if you're just very like super uh hyper focused on data or whatever that might be the best parts of the job that you did maybe not the job itself but parts of the job. Bring that into your conversation. So when you're in an, you know, in an information interview, you're asking good questions, expect maybe it's kind of like a tennis match. They might ask you a question. So tell me about you. And if you're in the side of, man, I don't know what I want to be. One, it's understandable, but start with, you know what? I'm in discovery mode and I'm here to just learn from you. But these are the things that I love to do. I love to solve problems. I love, and they just kind of go down your checklist and in inventory of what you've done to reflect on who you are and share that. I think that's really important.
2: Yeah. And and I'll tell you, I love that because I talk to people, like I said, you know, you got to figure out, you know, there's two questions, you know, and one being, what do you want to do? Well, sometimes what do you want to do is a very hard question. Yeah. But if you can start coming out and saying, I know what I don't want to do, you can narrow that search down and say, okay, you know, hey, I don't want to work in cybersecurity or IT. Great, let's move away from that. Hey, I don't want to work in you know retail. Great, we're moving away from it. And all of a sudden, you know, you go from you know the the whole 360 piece of the pie to okay, well I'm down to like a hundred percent of the pie. Or, you know, a hundred degrees of that. And you're like, okay, I get rid of two hundred and sixty. This makes it a lot easier for me to slim down. And then we have those conversations and people start drawing them back out. And <laughs> Again, your know, conversations matter, but there's different perspectives and different ways to look at it. And you know, I love tell people all the time, "Hey, I was really good at maintenance management, but I didn't like it. But what I liked was the problem solving, was resource management, was understanding. You know, when I had all this maintenance management, who are my technicians that could do X, Y, and Z? Knowing my team, knowing my personnel, having relationships. So I'm like. I'm not just going to give this job to, you know, whoever's next. This job's going to be best served by doing it with, you know, person A. Oh, but person C is really good at this one. So you, you spread loaded that in the right manner. And, you know, anyone can just say, okay, well, next ticket up goes to the next available technician. It'll get done. But was it done the best? And so those are where we have to pick and choose. I, I am not your data guy. But I know a Marine retired, we call him major data. He will look at a spreadsheet and he will smile and be like, I see magic happening. I look at a spreadsheet and I get a headache. You know? So understanding, like as you said, what makes us click, what makes us really go. You know, and we can start saying, Okay, I love talking data. Okay, well, what jobs would be best suited? What industries would be best suited? And the other thing we have to remember is, you know, people like when they look for jobs, there's that mindset of, "Well, I don't want to work for a bank, or I don't want to work in a hospital. You know, I'm not a doctor or nurse. Why would I ever even consider a hospital? Because there's so much more than just you know being a doctor or a nurse that happens within a hospital. There's all these different opportunities, and that's where a lot of people um, don't get themselves. They don't understand. So you know, being able to to back away, see perspective, really goes a long way.
1: Yeah, Bruce, thank you. Thank you so much, man. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, just, just one final story I want to share before we wrap things up here. I remember going through this process of trying to dream. And I was the one that was stuck at the time. But I remember this other veteran. And, uh, and he was talking about beer. Imagine a veteran talking about beer. And, <laughs> Number. and, and he had, he had this, this vision of being the first organic brewery. Uh, this is like in I don't know 2015 ish or so, mm-hmm. and um, being in San Diego, there's like the mecca of all these craft brews, and, and it's 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 pretty awesome. to Live in San Diego, just a little shout out to San Diego. But uh, but he 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 had this dream and vision of creating his the first organic beer. He got a he got an information interview with, with a with the CEO of a major organic brand in San Diego, and the guy said, "Nope, not going to happen. Not going to happen in a million years." Long story short, the guy is super successful, has his own brewery, saved up his own money to like refused to take out loans to get things started. Um got his MBA, did all the research, got it up and running, and became successful, pushed through COVID and is still running a very successful business. And um and he dreamed. He dreamed big and, and he's crushing it. So it's just so cool to see. This is a veteran, and I'm glad to proud to call him my friend. And uh, and get a free beer every now and then when I go see him, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's so cool, man. And and there's there's lots of stories like that. And so I th- I hope our listeners are listening to this and, and just considering dreaming big, right? Just go for it. You got nothing to lose, and just start having conversations with people. Um, just gather as much intel as you can. So thanks again, Bruce, for joining us. Um, Bruce, if, if people want to find you, where, what's the best way to get a
2: hold of you? Here's where to find me: is on LinkedIn. Bruce Thompson, MBA. Uh, I'm not hard to find once you, once you type me in there, I, I know a person or two.
1: That's awesome. Hey, thanks again, man, for for taking the time and Halty. just always a pleasure to hang with you, man. Um, you know, folks transitioning from, from military to civilian, as you've heard from Bruce and many of our prior guests, it's, it's not easy. It's going to be a really challenging thing to do on your own, but with others, um, that's, that's the best way. We've, we've seen it time and time again. So we highly encourage you to don't transition alone. Uh, we want to invite our guests to head over to VectorAccelerator.org, where you can uh, download our transition checklist and also enroll in Vector Accelerator's self-guided virtual course to accelerate your journey to clarity, conviction, and confidence. <laughs>